That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Peak, where plants and science intersect. Unlock the power of functional plants and unleash our collective potential with supplements of unrivaled efficacy, purity, and convenience. Intermittent fasting can have powerful health benefits like healthy weight management, metabolism, brain health, but it can also be challenging sometimes because maybe you're struggling with hunger or sugar cravings, fatigue and low energy, irritability, and restlessness or trouble sleeping. Peak fasting teas are my secret fasting weapon, specifically designed to shut down appetite and support energy and mood. Peak teas contain catechins to support healthy ghrelin levels to combat hunger pangs. It has caffeine and L-theanine for sustained energy and polyphenols to support healthy skin, metabolism, mood, and gut health. All this in flavors that won't break your fast with additional health benefits. This is my routine. In the morning, I have the bergamot black fasting tea. Then in the afternoon, I have the ginger green tea or the matcha green fasting tea. It supports digestion and post-meal sleepiness. And in the evening, I have the caffeine-free cinnamon herbal fasting tea. It fights sugar cravings and supports healthy blood sugar levels. All of this is using Peak's revolutionary tea crystals, which is ultra effective and pure with no prep or brewing required. They use a cold extraction technology that results in concentrated antioxidants for max health benefits. So all you have to do is go to peaktea.com slash willcole and use code willcole at checkout to get 5% off site-wide plus free shipping when you purchase a fasting tea bundle, including my specially curated bundle with Peak. I did an intuitive fasting tea bundle um, for my book, Intuitive Fasting. You have to check that out. With the cold season upon us and people getting back into healthy habits, the fasting teas are selling fast, so be sure to stock up. That's peaktea.com, spelled P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A, dot com slash Will Cole. Use code Will Cole to get 5% off plus free shipping. You're going to love this. Check it out. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. 
I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guests, Stevie and Cezanne Hendricks. They are globally recognized digital creators who have spent almost a decade in the online space connecting with millions worldwide. Throughout their professional careers, they have been purposeful about inviting people into their lives one post at a time to pour more love and joy into their online fam. While algorithms, platforms, and ventures change, their dedication to kindness and compassion remains steadfast. As budding entrepreneurs in their 20s, they created, launched, and sold their first business in less than three years. Together, they grew their first business to over seven figures with thousands of monthly followers by focusing on doing good, sharing good messages, and making people feel good with everything they do. Their top-ranked podcast with over 16 million downloads and counting The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne, it focuses on how to help younger generations fight discontentment and live a good life. Their intentional conversations about purpose-driven living will make you cry, laugh, and leave feeling more inspired all in one episode. We get into the good life with my friends here right now. And as you know, at the end of every regular episode of The Art of Being Well, I answer one of your health questions in an Ask Me Anything. But today's Ask Me Anything is a little bit different. It's within the interview. It's within the conversation that I have with Stevie and Cezanne. So you have to stay through the entire conversation because Stevie is this week's Ask Me Anything. He asks me what my opinion is on something health-related. So that is the Ask Me Anything for today's episode. Let's get right to the entire conversation. You will love this. This is Stevie and Cezanne's Art of Being Well. Stevie and Cezanne, I am so pumped this is happening. Oh yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast. Man, we're stoked to be here. I was actually telling everyone on Instagram today, I was like, I'm going to have a hard time trying not to ask you questions. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can pick my brain. It's all right. But I I love I was on your podcast. I can't believe it's been over a year at this point. A time flies. Oh, it's insane. And and I apparently missed out on this uh, bromance <laughs> yeah. here because I <laughs> yeah. was about to, you know, give birth to our second. Yeah. So I'm excited that I get to crash this party here today well, and, and hang and out. Too, I mean, seriously, I w- when you were on our show. I just felt like there was a billion questions. It's the same thing when we have Kelly Levesque is, and that's how I found out about you is through Kelly Levesque's show. Love her. And it's the same thing we have Kelly on our show. We have like a million questions we want to ask her. And I feel like with you, I just just barely scraped the surface and I was like, okay, so we need to have you back on, on our show again, but I'm so excited to be on this show. And you and I have been Instagram messaging for some time. We share the similar love for uh, really quality like crew neck sweaters. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> all kill me. 
<laughs> he is my resource. Your husband is my resource. Where'd you get that? All right. Thanks, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, I thought only the ladies would do. No, no, but You no, know what? No. It's good to, good to hear that you guys have a little DM action going on there. You yeah. Have, you can't have too many like good quality crew neck sweaters. I mean, we live in yeah, Texas and you're, you're in Pittsburgh, right? I'm in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You even need more than I do. Oh, for sure. No, and it's my motto for life. Crew neck sweaters, can't go wrong. But do y'all really need all the socks? I mean, I do. let's be real. Stevie has a whole drawer dedicated to those socks. And I'm like, babe, I think you could literally donate half of these in your set for the rest <laughs> no, of your life. No, unfortunately, I'm one of those guys where it's like, I need to keep the socks fresh. Guys in their socks. Yeah. I, I, I hear I'm there. I'm there with you too. I mean, <laughs> for me, it's I want to have extra because I end up losing one, so I want like backup. Oh, and that explains me, it all. They just end up stinking, Enzo. <laughs> okay, there we go. TMI. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Everyone's already turned off by me. Yeah, no, no. But I, I have so much I want to talk to you guys about. Let's talk about your new brand. The website is freaking beautiful. But let's t- tell us about how. SNS came about. Yeah, this is such a good. Do you want to take the lead, babe, or shall I? You know what? You take the lead, sock guy. Okay, we, <laughs> we alternate King on uh, taking the lead on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. It's really such a labor of love, and it's such a crazy backstory. I mean, really, you'd have to go back, you know, about four four years or something like that. For us, you know, this really all started when our daughter was born. And, you know, Cezanne was a beauty YouTuber at that time. And so our, our life and the landscape has changed for us. We've been in the social media space for a long time. Cezanne, I guess, is considered one of the OG bloggers. Ooh. She's one of the OGs who was in the, the fashion blogging space. And then she became a beauty vlogger on YouTube. And then we became a lifestyle family. And so right about the time our first daughter was born, we really had this major life shift where... I remember one day she sat me down. She was supposed to do this beauty video, you know, like she always did. I was three months postpartum. And she was like, hey, I just, I just don't want to do this. Like, I don't, this isn't, and there's not enough substance here for me. Like, I like makeup. Makeup is great, but there's, I, I want so much more for my life and I want to say so much more. And I'm a mom now and there's just, I just feel like I'm hiding a part of me. And I remember I told her, I was like, babe, I really feel like, you know, you love to inspire women. She had this this series called Be Your Own Boss. You know what I mean? And so I was like, you really love to inspire women. So why don't, why don't you just keep makeup as the gimmick and, and motivate? And so we called it Makeup and Motivate. And that was really, that was the catalyst of this change for us of realizing that, you know, we're in a very blessed place to be, you know, getting all these beauty campaigns and working together and going to really cool events in, in LA and doing fun stuff, the things that we always dreamed of. But when our daughter was born, we realized like there's so much more that we want to share with the world. And what do we want to do? We want to start a podcast. And that's when we started our podcast, The Good Life. So Mm -hmm. when we started The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne, we really started it after that realization within ourselves, like, you know what, we've gotten to do some really cool things. We've had opportunities that most people in their mid-20s at the time, like they would have dreamed of. And it was one of those things where we had been grinding at it day in and day out, our online platforms as, you know, these social media influencers. And I just remembered, yeah, after that time in in our lives where postpartum for me, it wasn't that I didn't necessarily want to do beauty videos, but for some reason I couldn't show up the way that I had in the past before I had a daughter because it didn't necessarily resonate. And so I thought, you know what? 
why have I been putting myself in this box? Like this is all that you can be and all that you can talk about and all that you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's when Stevie really did encourage me in that kitchen. I remember we sat down and he said, Hey, you love to encourage women. You love to, you know, help coach them and guide them. Well, why don't you share more of like your voice? You have so much to say. And so Mm -hmm. that was the beginning of me even looking to Stevie no longer, even as like, you know, he was kind of behind the scenes, helping me feel this beast. But I really started looking to you in that season as like a mentor. And I thought, wow, Mm -hmm. my husband knows me better than anybody else. And I looked at him and I said, well, why don't we do something together? Because we are better together. And it would make me feel like, you know, I have support too in that space where I'm not always having to be in front of the camera and doing all the things. So that's when we went on this journey together and we realized this podcast is an opportunity for us to go to this quiet place and to just open our hearts and just to share what's important to us. And I remember when we were sitting, do you remember we were like, what are we going to call this podcast? And I'm sure you've had the same, just like, you know, you go through when you're starting a podcast, all the things like, what are we going to call it? What are the graphics going to look like? And we just were so like, even in the beginning, kind of worried about the visuals and the image. And then I think we finally let our guards down and we said, you know what, what is the one thing we want people to, to, to live? Or what is the one people we want to help them live? And we said, well, it's a good life. So that's when we called it the good life with Stevie and son. <laughs> We've done our podcast now for how long, babe? It's been like our three fourth year years. now. Yeah. Our fourth year. And I think we realized We've done some cool things online. We've done this podcast now for three years, yet we still feel like our mission is not complete. So we tucked away. We moved out of LA, came back to Texas, right? Where we originally met and fell in love. And we just decided to take time to just renew our our, our spirits, renew our mind, bodies, everything. Just tuck away and have some peace mm-hmm. and quiet to figure out like, what is that thing that's nestled deep in our hearts? What is that next thing for us? So we needed to kind of tuck away. And when we Mm -hmm. did, that's when we started having a lot of vision. It wasn't an overnight thing. It was definitely like a few years of just grinding and thinking about like, what is that thing? Like praying Mm -hmm. about it, just talking to friends, community, going away on trips. And that's when the Stevie and Cezanne, you know, whole new website came about where we want to really help people cultivate a good life now beyond the podcast. And so we have so many things that we want to offer them on our, on our site in this next chapter that we're so excited about. And, and I think too, I mean, for, for the listeners who are listening, who don't know who we are, and I'm sure there's quite a few of you. I think the biggest lesson in all of this for us was, you know, it's like anybody else who is is not completely satisfied with where they are in their life, right? I mean, it can be your health, it can be your job, it can be your relationships. Mm-hmm. And for us, we we luckily had a lot of those boxes checked. But for us, there was just this deep yearning of mm-hmm. really wanting to fulfill a greater sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. So we really had to answer that question, like, what is that thing that we're passionate about, you know, that that is pulling at our heartstrings that we've been ignoring? And it doesn't right. have to do with money. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to do with notoriety. It just has to do with like, what is that thing in our hearts that we really want to go after? And we're tired mm-hmm. of like putting it on the back burner and we can't think about money. We need to think about purpose and passion. And so that really checked the box for us was creating this brand because like Cezanne said, we really want to see people fulfilled and we want to see them living a good life. And to me, a good life has a lot to do with wellness. It's a whole life. It's mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit. And so that's, that's where yeah. we're at right now. 
I love it. And I'm thinking of, as you're telling the backstory of this, how many people, like you mentioned, ha- are stuck in that job or stuck in that, whatever, that, that box that they put themselves in, they think that's the safe, the safe decision. I mean, like you said, you were doing very, you were very successful at the beauty world. It would have been the safe thing to keep riding that train. It actually takes quite a bit of bra- bravery to to move out of LA, the epicenter of all that, move to Texas and say, no, what actually brings me joy? What's a deeper meaning and, and show that multidimensional side of things. I mean, what was that? Was that, did you see that as an act of bravery? You mentioned like not yeah. being just about the money or was it easy? It I, wasn't to, easy, I would say. <laughs> to me, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, it's one of those old school Bible stories where God tricks you and you're just like, wait, let's like, uh, Jonah, when he goes into the the whales, like he gets eaten by a whale or whatever. Like for us, it was, we always thought we were moving back to LA. Like we, we sold our house, there was nothing to buy. And so we moved to Texas thinking, okay, we'll go home for a few months. And like, you know, just, you know, we'll save some money. We'll look online, we'll go to LA and look at the houses that we want to see. And just nothing was working out. And just, it, and the longer it went, it was almost a year. And it was New Year's of January uh, it was January of what, 2019? 2020. Yeah, and 2020 is when we found the house in Saz, Austin. Yeah. Saz being very perceptive, like said to me, she's like, babe, I think we need to stay in Texas. And I was like, well, there were no doors opening in not. LA. Right. I thought, this is, you know, you I, go I, where the doors are and this, there's no doors <laughs> opening right now in LA. I said, absolutely not. And, you know, <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I knew she was right because I knew it was a place that we had found more, we, we felt more whole. We had, you know, despite all of the flash of LA and, and the fun stuff and the great stuff that's in LA, we were at home. We were at peace. And that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing she said to me. She said, if you want to grow this business and our family, she's like, we need more support and we need our family. And I just simply will not be at peace going back to California. And so for mm-hmm. us, it was really measured on the peace barometer. It was like, what mm-hmm. brings us, where do we have our rest? Where do we find, you know peace what I mean? That wholeness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was moving back home. Have you all tried Olipop yet? You will freaking love this. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like the sodas that you and I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in the United States. They have delicious, nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. My favorite is, if I had had to pick one, I like them all, is the vintage cola. It tastes so good. They use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics plant fiber and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake, which is 30 grams. Sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. No surprise there, right? Olipop is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. No added sugar. Their vintage cola, which is my favorite, has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar. 
Their orange squeeze has five grams of sugar compared to orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. They are so confident that you will love their products that they offer a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed on their website. We've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying their variety pack. This is a great way to try all of these delicious flavors. Just go to drinkolipop.com slash willcole or use code willcole at checkout to claim this amazing deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P, drinkolipop.com slash willcole. Olipop can also be found in over 6,000 stores across the United States, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Did you know that over 1 billion plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every year, ending up in landfills and oceans? That's 50 Empire State Buildings worth of plastic every single year. Bite is reinventing personal care by making products that are good for you and good for the planet. Bite's hero product is their dry toothpaste tablets that come in a reusable glass jar and the refills come in home compostable pouches. You just pop one in your mouth, bite down and brush. It will foam up just like regular toothpaste, but with no plastic tube or messy paste. I love this so much. My teeth feel amazingly clean, if I do say so myself, and my kids love it as well. And it's just not just great for the planet, but it's also made with clean ingredients, no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or artificial dyes or flavors ever. Sustainability and clean ingredients are at the center of everything that Bite does. They are certified carbon neutral, cruelty-free, vegan, and palm oil-free. All packaging and shipping materials are refillable, they are recyclable, or home compostable. Byte is offering our listeners 20% off their first subscription order. All you have to do is go to trybyte.com slash willcole or use code willcole at checkout to claim this amazing deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash willcole for 20% off your first subscription order. It's a crazy story, but when we were in LA, May, 2019, we were, you know, at this point getting situated in this house that we'd bought in Glendale. And it's like our daughter was coming up on, you know, two years old. And we just, I remember we were literally like, in a season where we noticed like we were starting to feel uncomfortable. And it's like in those seasons, when you start to feel just a little bit of unrest, there's usually something trying to pull your attention or to get your, you know, focus somewhere else. And we had felt that. And for us being so spiritual and God really being at the center of everything that we do in that season, he was testing our faith for sure. And that muscle that we had already thought was like, man, we've already been through a lot of tests when it comes to our faith, this was a whole new test. And it was like, we literally heard God tell us, you got to sell your house in LA. Like it was like, 
multiple, Stevie heard this audibly. For me, it was through a series of dreams. And for me, it was also through a series of encounters that I was having when I was like driving through LA. And I just kept trying to ignore it. But then I thought, wait, when I talked to Stevie and he had had that same conviction in his heart, I said, hold the phone, yo, we've got to like tune into this. What's going on? And so we surprised our entire community group in LA. This is a community group of friends that's like you spend years looking for. And we just so happened to finally have that in LA. And we just felt like we had to look them in the eyes and say, well, you guys are going to think we're crazy, but we're selling our house here. And we do not know why, but there is a strong pull and a tug in our hearts that we need to do this. So we said the first step of faith is let's put it on the market and see what happens. And if it's meant to be, it happens, right? Dude, we sold our house within like two weeks. And then we realized, okay, now what? The summer was coming up. So we went to Texas and that's where we spent nine months before we found our home, which surprised us. It was in Texas. And so that whole journey, what I don't want to forget to mention was that it was hard and, you you know, talk about bravery, but it was like, we were, you always say this on our podcast. It's like these, the Indiana Jones invisible steps. It was like one step. You can't even see the step, but are you willing to take it? Because you know, Mm -hmm. that's where the peace is trying to take you. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we did in that season. And so to be here now in Texas in after the pandemic, I mean, I look back now and I'm like, thank God. I say, thank God, because, you know, I ended up getting pregnant. I can't imagine being pregnant in LA during the pandemic by ourselves without family, you know, and having a two, now almost four-year-old. So I'm just so happy with the way things worked out. And Mm -hmm. it's, it was hard though, because I did have that fear, that worldly fear of like, well, what's going to happen to our business? Because we did start this thing in LA Beauty is very much a huge part of the LA, New York markets. By me going to Texas, does that mean that I'm not going to be included on the rosters for campaign opportunities? Is this going to limit me from opportunities? Like those fears still ran through my mind and I really had to work through it. And Stevie, you know, you encouraged me. We really prayed about this chapter together and we said, but no, God has something better. We have to believe that and we have to declare that. And now I'm, 100%, I can say that has not infected us at all. In fact, it's helped our business, if anything, being away from just the noise that's LA. So I can, I I can say, I'm so happy that we're here. I mean, my, my dad always gave great advice. He said, when you, when you and your spouse, like both have peace about a decision, that's when you know it's right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that, that moving to Texas was a huge mile marker in our life. Because when we lived in LA, we were very stressed, very anxious. We, we worked with an anxious pace. And moving here to Texas, our life has slowed down, but our productivity has gone up. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people miss that. And so now the way that we grade things is like, are we sacrificing our peace? Mm-hmm. And do we both have peace about this decision? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I didn't, it wasn't comfortable for me to say, okay, we're not moving back to LA to be with all of our friends and community. I knew that we would have more peace. It would be more peace yeah. in our marriage and in our family. And mm-hmm. that, that, that peace is just, you can't replace that because the, the effect that it has on your life, your relationships, your health and your family, it's irreplaceable. Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, it's, this is such a testament to when you take that act of faith and you both have that peace, even if like it, you have all the fears in the background. I mean, you guys literally moved right before the pandemic. And then in that 
all bets are off as far as how people even saw you didn't have you could you didn't have to be in LA you didn't have to be right. in, in New York the whole industry the whole world reimagined the new normal yeah. and like you said it's even helped you to focus stay in your lane and not be distracted with all the you know mm-hmm. noise of that so i and then now i mean it's it cal exodus I, my all my in-laws are los angelinos they all live on farms in western pennsylvania now with me because of the same thing they wanted the better quality of life and i'm not saying you can't have that in la or new york i don't want to dog on it too much but we all have to reimagine like what's the life we want to live and not be stuck in a box just because it's the way it's always been done, you know? And we had a good season, almost, you know, a decade that we had spent in LA. And I think sometimes we're so afraid to just like be okay with change, you know, finding comfort in discomfort. And it's like, you know, those are growing pains. You know, you're being called to the next dimension, the next thing in your life. So don't just, you know, stay in the kiddie pool. Like, let's go out there and swim in the deep waters. Let's see what else God has in store for your life. And, you know, when we moved to Texas, what's really awesome is that the story doesn't end there. We realized, hold on, the way that we have been defining and seeing success, hold on, like that, that started to change. We realized, honestly, like success is something that we measure sometimes by like the accolades, the metrics, where you are with like your resumes, your LinkedIn profiles, like Instagram. I mean, that's really what it was like in LA. It was all about building and growing and grinding. And it was always looking at the numbers. I mean, we're in the digital space. So analytics are literally a part of it. And it's just, we realized, hold on, now that it's quiet and we can see clearly the fog has been lifted. What if success is not about going higher? What if success is actually about going lower? You can never go lower. You can always serve others. You can always reach out and give a helping hand. And when you look at your neighbors and your community, we have lost sight of that in the past 10 years, you know, even in our life, but I think in the the world in general that we live in. And so Mm -hmm. we have been reimagining what can success look like in today's world after this pandemic and we want to go lower. You know, that's our goal in this next chapter. Like, how can we go lower? You know, let's be obedient. Let's find those obedience moments in our day to day. And let's be okay with losing, losing followers, you know, and just really tuning into like what the calling is on our lives, the purpose mm-hmm. for our lives. And that's the message really at the heart of like what we want to share with people at SNS is like cultivating the good life. It's not the great life, right? There's <laughs> something about being okay and just loving where you are right now, despite your daily challenges. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, I think of, I mean, I hearing you both talk and I love how uh, open you are about your spiritual walk, about your your relationship with God. Has that, I mean, many people are of faith and not everybody is forward facing with their faith. And that's a brave thing. And it's, it's also can be polarizing for some people, right? It, like you said, it some people can be turned off by the act of God, the, the, the top, talking about God if they don't understand it. Was that always intentional to, to talk about it? I think for a while we didn't want to share that. You know, Cezanne was more bold about sharing it than I was because I was raised, you know, I was raised in the church, raised as a Christian. And, you know, I understood that that could be polarizing. And I think for me, I never wanted to turn, I would never wanted anyone to turn away from me because of that. I never wanted that to be a polarizing issue, even though it, it definitely can be. But 
to me, it was always about, and, and I believe it's the same with God. I, I believe it's about relationship first. And so what the world has misrepresented and what Christians in the church has misrepresented is that, you know, it's not about relationship. It's actually about like religion and it's about responsibility and it's about a mm-hmm. checklist and a to-do mm-hmm. list first before it's about relationship. But if I don't know you and I don't love you, why would I listen to you? And so there's, to me, now it's about just helping people understand that there's a God out there who created them, who loves them, who wants to have a relationship with them. And so for me, it's not confrontational. It's simply, it's just, this is what mm-hmm. I believe. And if you're interested in, in learning more about it, then that's you know completely up to you. And if you're not, that's totally fine as well. I mean, it's not, this isn't like, if you don't believe the same thing as me, we can't talk, we can't be friends. I believe that in God's heart of hearts, and this is what was so hard to go through in 2020 is there was just so much unrest and division. I just believe mm-hmm. God wants unity. He wants peacemakers. And so whether you believe the same thing as us or not, that doesn't mean that you're not welcome at our table. In fact, we want you yeah. at our table. I want people, different backgrounds, different walks, you know, the good life podcast for us, it, you know, like we started opening up and sharing about our faith and I was nervous about it, but you know, we have people from all around all kinds of different backgrounds and cultures and stuff that join in on the show because it's, it's important for me to, it's important for us to have a table where there's people from all kinds of yeah. walks of life represented. And so, yeah. like I said, you always want to be a, a unifying force. I think that's kind of the heart of the good life too, is that, you know, news and media, it's constantly negative. It's sharing the bad stuff. And it's like, we want to start sharing good stuff. Like right. let's share the yeah. good. Where's the good news? There's a lot of good news. It's just not being shared. So like, let's yeah. start sharing things. And I think for me, like Stevie said, he grew up around that in the world of faith and, and having that relationship with God. For me, I didn't, I didn't even know what that meant. And so I was in a season of my life where I was hungry for wanting answers and I was searching deep within myself, but I could only find so much within myself when I was longing for something, for wanting more answers, more truth. And so I always say like my life before God came into it is literally like my spirit. If you think of it like a planet, it's like before I had that relationship, that understanding that there is a God out there who loves me, who I can have a relationship with, who can walk with me. That plant, it looked like a planet that was like nothing was growing on it. You know, think about the mm-hmm. moon, think about a very desolate, quiet, lonely place. That was my spirit. And then the second I understood, like, hold on, what? And then I actually dove deeper and deeper and then ultimately gave my life to Christ. I saw my spirit come to life. It was all of a sudden like a beautiful planet with terrain and there was like green and vibrant colors and and all of that stuff. And so for me, I always think about who I was before. I knew that there was a God who loved me and who said, you know, I... I'm here to have a relationship with you who, you know, I didn't know that. And so I always, I always tell Stevie, I'm like, do you understand there are so many people out there who want, want that truth? They want that encouragement. And you know what we're doing? So often as humans, we forget like, oh my God, we're, we're putting God in a box. And, you know, nowadays the world has depicted like we can normalize so many things. Why can't we normalize conversations about God without putting him in a religion box? And so that's kind of where my heart has been at lately as, you know, kind of um, bridging the gap there sometimes, because yes, I have so many amazing followers and not all of them are believers like me. And I like that. I kind of like that. I like that we're not all the same. We don't all share the same values. I think it's important for us after the pandemic to always remember, like, we should all be open to feedback, you know, and not afraid to voice our opinions and what we believe and just remove the tape, you know? Yeah. 
who believe and, and always share the truth in love. Whatever your truth is, always share it in love. I think that's like the most important thing when you're, you know, wrestling with all the infographics online. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, to me, coming from a health and wellness, functional medicine side of things, someone's spiritual walk, someone's spiritual practice is so integrated with health and wellness. It's one and the same. And and there's research that shows that people that have spiritual a spiritual practice, cultivating, like you said, acts of love and patience and gratitude and compassion towards people that are different than you, they tend to live longer, healthier lives. With, and that's just the data that's out there. And I, I post these things on social media and like, whoa, like I didn't think like functional medicine and like spirituality, but how is that connected? It's so, we are multidimensional as humans and we like divorce ourselves from this. So many of us, especially our culture that's so materialistic tends to divorce ourselves from our roots, which in part is very much spiritual. I think what you're doing is is so important because to have a good life in my opinion and research shows this, you need to have a part of that is spirituality. Ooh, that's really good. I think it's also too, just a greater sense of, you know, grounding, you know, without it, what, yeah. what is your, what's the place that you stand? What's the foundation, you know, that you make decisions yeah. from? And so it, 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 it provides a safe place to start from, you know? Mm, absolutely. And I, I, I think it's important, like you use the word, this is on normalizing it. You know, I, I saw this quote recently and I, I'm pulling it up because I think it's it's really poignant to this part of the conversation. It was someone, I don't even follow them on, on Instagram, but I thought it was very, very helpful, like very, a powerful statement. Her name was Africa Brooks. She says, true diversity and inclusion doesn't and shouldn't stop at skin color, gender, or sexuality. It has to include intellectual and viewpoint diversity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's simply a performance. Wow. And I think so many people, it's like, yeah, it's, but this, but but the God thing that we shouldn't be okay with having different viewpoints with these sort of things. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think, I think a lot of times our ego right? And the, the, the want to, to prove, oh, I'm right, you know, or what I believe is right, you know, that's what gets wrapped up in it. And so it's actually usually our ego that keeps us from having those conversations because, you know, the ego gets us, it gets us all caught up and offended. And, and like you said, the need to be right. And so I think it keeps us from having those conversations. But if we can truly humble ourselves and just learn how to listen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's not about at the end of the day, we have to agree, but it's about respect. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, remember the mm-hmm. Titans. I love that movie. He said, I can't remember. He said, you don't have to, what do you say? You don't have to like each other, but you have to respect each other, mm-hmm. you know, but that, mm-hmm. that respect and that, that openness to having a relationship is what causes you, you know, what causes you to fall in love with other kinds of people and realize that there's beauty and difference, you know, and that you can mm-hmm. learn so much from those differences and really, you know, grow with, yeah. grow yourself. And I think it's, you know, to it, it gives, it gives us all permission to see the power in our personal pains. Like there's pain and suffering. We all are going through something that's hurting us. There's a lot of heartbreak out there. We can feel it the second we log in, right? Even online and offline. And, you know, not to let the suffering and the things that you've been through put a label on you. But I do believe that sometimes those labels, they can actually help people bring people in, right? It's like, you don't have to be defined by your labels, but sometimes God can use those labels 
to bring the brokenhearted to you and to find that peace and to feel like I'm not alone in this. And I think online I've struggled with this too, is like, sometimes I'm like, well, should I share this? Well, maybe I shouldn't share this because we go through this mental checklist of what social media has made it okay to say and not say, you know, you don't want to be quote unquote canceled. And I think a lot of that fear and anxiety, it's keeping us from just being our authentic selves. And we need to really think about, you know, think before we all post, whether you have uh, 10 followers or 10 million followers, you know, social media can be a beautiful world where we can use it for good. And so many times when I have just wanted to to delete it all, I've had those moments too, like where I'm like, why, why am I doing, I'm pouring into this thing every day. It's like, what's the point? I feel like you can't please anybody or you can't really encourage, like people don't read your heart the right way. And I have to remember that wait in this day and age, the world is of social media. It's a playing field and you can actually use it for good and you can spread love and you can share your pains and you can be authentic and be vulnerable. And I think we should not box in God in the process and what we're going through intellectually in the process, just share it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think we all need to, like Stevie said, kind of dig deep. Like what's our, like, what's your worldview? What's that foundation? What is it Mm -hmm. built on? And be solid with what you believe, you know, whatever it is that you believe, believe it and stand on top of that. Right. And if it's the truth, I believe it will be sort of like the answers to it all for you. Like if you know you're solid, Mm -hmm. the storms will come and guess what? That foundation is not going to be going away with the crashing of the waves. Like it will stand firm in the storms of the world and the pandemics and all of that to come. So that's just what I wanted to say to encourage anybody listening that has an Instagram, like we can all use our platforms for good yeah. every Who day. Who has an Instagram? Does anybody? Yeah, right? I mean, it's a thing. It's an up and coming thing. But, but the reality, you're right. No, no matter how many followers you have, we all have on social media, have a platform and what are we using it for? And I think it, it, it involves compassion, involves bravery, it involves being a light in a oftentimes dark FOMO inducing negative wow. culture. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, it like, oftentimes distracts us, I think from, from so many things, you know, one thing I've realized about when we moved back to Texas was life slowing down. There was less distractions and some of those distractions were considered good things, you know, friendships, relationships, events, going out, you know, all those things were, were distractions. And what I realized is that in simplifying life and in slowing things down and in not taking in so much, you know, social media and being stimulated that way, I was able to think more clearly about the Mm. things that I needed to really think critically about for, you know, for my life. And, and, you know, one thing that, that our brand is really all about our first kind of collection of products is coming out soon. And we titled it goodness is all around. And what we want people to understand is that it's almost like counter blessings, right? In a different package, goodness is all around you, but are you able to perceive it? Are you able to see it? You know, we really believe that like there's a garden outside of your house and you shouldn't wish for another garden, a bigger garden, a bigger house. You should in fact work on the house that you have, till the soil that you have out back. How can you work on your life? How can you see the good that's around you? If you don't appreciate that garden, that garden's never going to be beautiful. Yeah. And like you always say, you can't heal a body that you hate. That's exactly our message in a different packaging. It's about your life. It's like you can't heal a life that you hate. You can't cultivate a good life if you hate your life, if you hate yourself, if you hate your circumstances. And we all have resources and some of them are limited. Some of us have the resource of health. We have good health. Some of us don't. 
Some of us has a resource of a lot of time. Some of us have the resource of money. Some of us has the resources of support and help. But how can we utilize those things to begin to cultivate a good life? And so what I want people to understand, and this a mentor of mine said it to me recently, I was on this men's retreat. For me, I always walked away from going to church or listening to an inspiring message, whether it was Christian or not. I would think about, oh man, I have so many things I need to do. I, I thought there was this to-do list, this to, endless to-do list that I needed to do to fix my problems. And instead, he said something to me. He said, you know, Steve, you're always thinking about what you need to do. And, that, and, and oftentimes, yeah, there's things you need to do, but we forget there's things that we need to see differently. So it's not, mm-hmm. what do I just need to do, but how can I see things differently? Mm-hmm. For me, this has been a season for Suzanne and I of seeing things differently, seeing that goodness is all around us and it isn't perfect. But guess yeah. what? When you begin to work and till on the soil that's in the garden in your backyard, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. how powerful and how beautiful that garden can be. And so I really want to encourage people to start looking around them, like look up, like get off your phone, look up, mm-hmm. get off Instagram, get off TikTok, mm-hmm. stop comparing yourself, slow things down, simplify your life, look up and ask yourself the question, what are the things that matter most? And how can I start working on those things today? And yeah. I believe mm-hmm. that that will bring you so much freedom in your life. When you start working on the things that have been tugging at your heart for us, it was this brand, start working on those things that tug at your heart and you will literally feel a sense of fulfillment that you've probably never felt before. And it brings so mm-hmm. much joy and freedom. It's, it's irreplaceable. Yeah. Wow. It's like finding magic in the mundane, finding the little things, especially parents out there, but anybody, if you, it's your job, like how do you make your life a meditation is often what I tell patients. Like, and that starts with looking up. That's good words. Good words for sure. Array was created to help people feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Array's products work in under an hour, so you actually feel the results. The bloat capsules are versatile because they can be taken at any time, whether you've had a plant-based meal, something healthy, or something heavier like pizza or pasta. It optimizes your digestion with the use of five really important herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme, and it's completely laxative-free and non-habit-forming. The blow capsules were designed to give people food freedom and optimize health, plus Array's products are as efficacious as they are chic. All you have to do is go to Array.com and use code WILL at checkout for 10% off one-time purchase or 25% off your first month of subscription. Again, that's Array, A-R-R-A-E.com. Use code WILL for 10% off one-time purchase or 25% off your first month of subscription. Believe me, I am seeing this all around social media from my friends at Wellness. They love this. I love it as well. My patients love it. You can't go wrong. Array.com. All right, my friends. The, as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. This, this part is your art of being well. This is Stevie and Cezanne's Art of Being Well. I'm going to throw out just different things in wellness that I want to pick your brain about. Ooh. You guys up for this oh, challenge? I'm, I'm, I've actually, okay. I'm going to nerd out. 
Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you first question, if you're stuck on a desert island, if that would ever happen and you're looking for survival and nutrient density, what's one food you would pick? I feel like I have, I feel like I have the right answer. Nutrient dense. Okay. You know, Just like whatever. Some, something to live. The first thing that came to mind. That you yes, yes. Her face right there. Well, when you said if you were stuck on an island and you needed a nutrient, I was just thinking. Hold on. Can hold I? On, can, wait, wait. You know what I'm going to say? I know you're gonna say. I was going to say, I've got to have the energy to survive this in my pre-workout. <laughs> I need the energy to go a million miles per hour. Let's go. You would literally combust. <laughs> I think we've had this. See, see, this is how we have this conversation, Dr. Will. She literally says to me, she goes, if you're stuck on an island and you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, like, what is it? I know. And we're both like sushi. I know. I know. <laughs> on an island. I think I have this. I think I have the school book answer, but also a good answer. I was going to say rice because I, you know, watched Survivor for a long time. The there show. you go. I was still, I wa- I still watch Survivor. It's still a thing. Yeah. It's still going on. Well, then I learned <laughs> rice. They were all eating rice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel Stevie, like, what would you say? I feel like coconut is the right answer, but I think I'd want to like kill myself after a week, you know? Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I know you've been doing a little keto uh, here and there, uh, you know, you know, uh, I've been, oh that. man, I was living, I was living off like a lot of coconut products. You well, know, I want to know what's the yeah. right answer here. <laughs> Coconut's a pretty good answer. And rice is a really good answer too. Okay. So you guys would survive quite, there's not right or wrong answer. Oh, I just okay. am curious what I, you would I say. Think, I think for me, I'm, I'm, my struggle in life is that I'm truly a foodie and I love to switch it up. You know, there's people that are in incredible shape and they, they're like, I eat the same thing every day. And I'm like, no. how do you do that? They eat to survive. I don't think I could, yeah. They don't eat <laughs> We eat fun. to thrive. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the next question is completely, is the opposite of that. It's if purely on taste alone, purely on deliciousness, health benefits aside, it could be any food, but just something that you love. What would that food be? Just one food. I know yours. Go ahead. You don't, you don't know mine. Go yes, on. you. Yeah. <laughs> the double O K I E S cookies. Oh, you love a good chocolate chip cookie, honey. Right. Homemade. See, this is why. And then he puts almond milk in it and makes it this weird <laughs> ice cream yes, scoop. It's just not a vibe. But this is it's either ice cream or cookies, and or it's an ice cream cookie sandwich. Okay. So. I, I just sounds good. I just pray. I just like, God, can my body please metabolize ice cream and cookies? And like, that's it. Like everything mm. else, I promise you uh, by the letter, I'll just go keto 100% and just give me ice cream and cookies. I'm trying to think <laughs> what mine would be. Is it, is it literally one food item or like? Yeah. You have to eat it for the rest of your life. I, I kind of left that point out, but stuttering. we already know what you are the sushi queen. Well, it's, Sushi really a food? That's a meal. Yeah, you could say it. These are very loose rules. Sushi. Hands down. Yeah. Sushi, sushi, sushi. Okay. So what type of sushi are we talking about? Like, oh, I mean, man. do you want to know my order? I mean. Yes. I want to know your order. I'm all for like a little bit of like the tempura on the outside, soy paper wrap all the time because you just don't want it to be tough. Put some te- uh, shrimp tempura with some crab, a little bit of cream cheese in there, avocado, some kind of a delicious eel sauce on top, spicy mayo, extra ginger on the side and a hand roll, add some avocado on soy <laughs> You gave him that the Ameri- you gave him the middle American. Well, I'm just saying I don't, also, I don't like it super super raw, but we can do ni- We like it? the omakase, the nigiri, the otoro, you know I mean? the fatty tuna with truffle we oil. We like on to it. have like the middle America sushi and the like the bougie, yes. you know what I mean? The like yeah. the chef is like, "Okay, Ooh. I approve this order." You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. 
I oh, love it. Wow, now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're having sushi. Yes. Yeah, right. What are two supplements? I don't know if you take supplements, but what are two supplements that have been the biggest game changers for you? Well, this is a great question. I'll go first. I've been trying to put Cezanne on the supplement. Channel, I have my she's supplements. Gotten, she's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think right now. For me, actually, there's there's so many. I would say, can I name a few? Sure, go for it. I think for me, I've realized the power, and I don't know if it's necessarily a supplement. I've realized the power of mushroom coffee. I tryptophan. I was, I was, I was saw a nutritionist about a year and a half ago, and he was telling me about tryptophan. And lately, in the last few years, I've had trouble sleeping, like deep sleep. Tryptophan doesn't put me to sleep, but when I sleep, I'm in deep sleep. And then, nice. Can you? You would. <laughs> Tryptophan is it's good what's for- in, It's what's in turkey, right? Well, isn't tryptophan good for um, digestive health as well? Yeah, it's an amino acid. So it's a building block to lots of different things. But neurotransmitters, serotonin, which converts into melatonin is is one of them. He was saying that like with me, he's like, there's a lack of, of serotonin. You know what I mean? So he was saying tryptophan is something that helps. Yeah. That. So tryptophan and then uh, digestive enzymes. So for me, like taking digestive enzymes, which I always forget, but I do it. And then I get in a rhythm and then I forget that and a prio- probiotic, really doing that on a regular basis, big, big difference for me. And, and I feel so much better. And so I really believe in them. I was going to say the probiotic for me is something I'm pretty consistent about. We take the one that we don't have to put it in the fridge. The Jaro's mm-hmm. one, that's the one, one that we, we have do. one in the fridge and then one on the one, fridge. Yes. And then the other thing I would say, he's putting me onto the tryptophan. What is it? Tryptophan? Tryptophan. She calls it. I don't know what it's called. All these names. <laughs> she calls it the turkey pill. I'm like, give me the turkey pill and call it. That makes you feel the itis, but it helps me sleep pretty good. I've been taking more vitamin D. You've been mm. giving me these drops. He's, he's my guy. He's yeah. the one that puts it in front of me and I'll yeah. take it. And then obviously when I was pregnant, just taking a, you know, a prenatal pill, was really important for me. And, and that's where I learned consistency is really key because it's easy to just forget putting it by your bedside. All your vitamins is what I've learned. And then if it'll you, get done. And this is for all my people out there who drink. If you take vitamin B and vitamin C, like when you're starting to drink or before oh. you wake up feeling a lot better. And it's not even like you're, you're, you're getting tipsy, but it's just like, you don't even feel any effects the next day for me. I mean, I, you know what I mean? And I don't drink to get drunk or but I like to have a few drinks. And if I do, and I take vitamin C and vitamin B, I wake great. up feeling like a rock star. Hey, pro tip, pro tip right there. <laughs> All right. What is, what's your, fa- I'm curious about this. What's your favorite way to exercise? What's your favorite way to, to, to move your body? I mean, I love working out. It's my, it's my one thing I just do. It's not even for physical so much. It's really a mental thing. And I love high intensity interval training. I am so intense. It's like what I'm learning in this current season she's is cute that- She's cute little, but she's the Terminator. I mean, <laughs> I love burpees. I mean, I love doing a program where it's like, it tells me exactly what to do. Like the BBG sweat app is one of my favorite things to do. But I think what I'm learning is because I like working out six days a week because I genuinely see it as my coffee. Like I need to get my workout in in order to thrive. I've noticed that like, I don't need to be giving 110% every single day when I work out. Like some days I need to like be okay with giving 70%, 80% maybe, mm-hmm. because you need those days, right? To not give it 110 and then you gas out and you're just like dying by the end of the week. Cause I also have the workout called mom life, which is a great workout. If anybody <laughs> wants to try it, just chase your kids <laughs> all day, every day, and you'll be in shape. 
But yeah, so I'm just trying to give myself more grace in those areas where it's like, even though I like to jump and I like my heart rate skyrocketing, it's like every day I shouldn't be on that level. You know, I'll gas out by the end of the week. I, I think for me, Suzanne is a, she loves that high intensity stuff. And that's a rare breed. Like she will do it six, seven days a week. That's a rare breed right there. For me, I grew up playing sports. And so when I had my knee injury after we got married, I wasn't able to play a lot of the sports that I play. So for me, being active and doing something fun like that is a great, because I mean, I could play basketball for hours, you know, and that's such a great workout and I can't do that anymore. And so for me, it's been trying to find like unique ways to stay physically inspired. And I wrote off so many things. I was like, well, I can't run anymore and I can't jump anymore. I guess I'm just going to not be in as good a shape. And that was like such a lie. And I've had to work around that. And I've had to literally like force myself to do the elliptical. And now I'm like, the elliptical is great because I'm going to get on there and I'm going to set a goal of like, I'm going to burn 300 calories on here. Great. And then I'm going to jump on the rower. And so for me, I've actually learned to, I've, I've learned to fall in love with, with various different things, mixing up my workouts. And one thing I would say that now I really, really appreciate is the power of walking, you know, like, walking, 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 how, how many calories you actually burn while you're walking. Mm. Walking is enjoyable, like mentally, physically, like everything. Being it's, outdoors it's, yeah, too. Like you with your family, outside. it's good time for your family. So for me, the power of walking is just, there's so many mm. benefits. So for anybody out there who's struggling with, you know, injuries and things and feeling like, I just, I guess I'm not going to be in great shape. It's actually a lie. There's so many things you can do and just learn to walk and love walking in nature and it will mm -hmm. bless your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. All right. Next question. What's your, and this may involve sushi, this may or may not involve <laughs> sushi, but what is your favorite restaurant in the world and what do you order? It's okay if you have two different places. Oh my gosh. Shiver my timbers. This is a that's, great question. You know what? My favorite restaurant, and I'm just going to say this because it came to mind, it's not sushi. It's actually the most incredible Persian food. I'm not even Persian, but it's like might as well be because the amount of times I have had some delicious, kebab and rice. So if you're in LA in the Glendale area, Rafi's has the best oh. Middle Eastern per authentic, I'm talking mm. beef kebab, chicken kebab, crispy rice, tandy, like the whole spread. Go there. It is award-winning. It is amazing. <laughs> I give it my Middle Eastern stamp of approval. <laughs> it's a must-have and I'm currently craving it, which is why I said it. <laughs> Man, this is such a great question. I feel like we, we've been lucky to go to so many good restaurants. Like we, we would do like these travels for brands and things and they would like send us to a really nice restaurant. And it was like, oh my gosh. gosh. We had some good food. I, I, I would have to say like everybody knows Nobu is like incredible but you can get Nobu quality for literally a fraction of the price. And there's this place. <laughs> it's, it's on La Cienega in LA. It's right by a strip club. So it looks really tacky. But I promise you, you this place is like... It's called... Uh, yeah, it's, what's Sushi Fumi? Sushi Fumi. It's amazing. It's incredible. They have this truffle toro. It's so like, good. And it is just... It, I, I don't know. And I, I mean, just never and had then, a, that's like my favorite bite of sushi. And I've then Texas had. has some of the best barbecue. Come on now. Like, let's just give Texas We're a foodies, shout out. So we can just Breakfast literally taco. Give you, <laughs> I mean, we can do a whole episode on our favorite foods, healthy and not healthy, but that's called balance. So I have a question. I have a question, Dr. Will. Talk to me about acai bowls because I've... <laughs> Like recently, obsessed with acai bowls. I don't know what it, this summer, dude. We went to the, we went to Outer <laughs> Bank and we went and there was this little acai and it was a walkable 
every day. I was like, babe. I said, this cannot be healthy. I know. I was like, we, we can't be coming here every day. I know. I was like, yeah, this cannot be healthy. I was like, but talk to me about acai. Just, just I, I, I love acai bowls. But I, I love, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're sugary, right? Like very sugary. It's, yeah, you should be a part of like a larger nutrient dense diet. But to me, it's like God's candy right there. It's like hey! a little treat. But you got some polyphenols, you got some antioxidants. And plus, if they're just blending up acai berries, it's sugar, but it metabolizes differently if it's in its whole food form with the fiber. So, yes. It's, it's all right. It's all so, right. So when it comes to an acai bowl, you know what we do? We change the base. If it has apple juice, we no change it to juice. almond milk. So I there think that go. could help. Some and fats. Then oh, for sure. We put some fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love having a scoop of peanut butter in there and some, you, you know, the chia seeds. So it looks like a smoothie, but it's just when you add the fruit, like you want the berries, the strawberries, the yeah. bananas. It's like pick and choose your berries and your fruits. I have a, I have a question for Dr. Will. I know this is your show, but I want to turn He's this now taking over. <laughs> I want to turn this around because I think there's probably a bunch of people who listen to your show who like, are like me, who are like, man, if I could just ask them a question. So this is for everybody who listens to your show all the time and, and, and has questions about keto and things like that. Okay. Keto day four, day five, I, I'm cruising day, day like five. I hit a wall and I literally like start wilting like a dead flower. Yeah, like that's he's the only, not very helpful in any department. Only, but <laughs> besides that, I love keto. I feel like keto is very achievable, especially with all the things that they have now. But I feel like keto is really achievable. But day five, I just, and I never he's have this dying. craving. I want to drink like fruit juice. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm like, my brain is dead. My body, my legs literally feel like shaky and I'm eating a ton of fats, but I, I mean- how much fat do you eat? And the other question is, can you have like fruit? Like, can you eat like, fruit? Like, does he listen to his body at that point? Or is that your body doing what it needs to do to because, purge? Because I'm asking this question because yeah. keto is the first thing that has really worked with me as far as like my body seeing results quickly and, and like feeling mm -hmm. really inspired. So I'm asking this because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I really like keto. Yeah, I, I think normally around that time, it could be a little bit earlier for some people, a little bit later, but around that time, your body's making some metabolic changes. So you, to be fat adapted, to gain metabolic flexibility, that's going to take some time. And oftentimes that is what they call the keto flu. It can happen because your body needs to build the proper infrastructure on a cellular level to burn fat for fuel and not just burn sugar for fuel. So there's ways to but mitigate that to make it a little bit better. Like I would, and I may have told this to you, but make sure electrolytes are optimized. Like I use the element packs. Were you using? Yeah. The okay. So sip on that throughout the day. Make sure you're eating enough food. It doesn't have to just be fats. You may have to increase your protein and your carbohydrates can be, depending on your carb sensitivity, you can bring some carbs yeah, in. That's like your problem. You don't do any carbs. Yeah. And you'll get in, you'll get in ketosis faster doing no carbs, but it's not necessarily needed. You can have some and be fine. So less than 50 grams, less than 25 grams for some people, depending on if they're more carb sensitive, you can have some carbohydrates like fruits and sweet potatoes, starches, things like that, and still be in ketosis. So test your ketone levels to see how carb sensitive you are. And if you have some wiggle room with your carb intake. Can people do wow. cheat days or is that throw it all off? Well, no, it doesn't throw it all off. I would just say, you know, it, it, I would want it, him to see it as a lifestyle change and not so there much as a cheat day or not cheat day. 
it's what's working for you and what's not. But yes, you can increase your carbohydrates someday and then go back in ketosis. There's no problem with that. There you okay, go. This is good to know because I mean, the, ho- on it. the holidays are here <laughs> and it is hard for me to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's hard for me. So I'm trying to, uh, yeah. Cause he was like, you know, I'm going to go super extreme. And then Saturdays, I think I'll just try to give my body back maybe a little bit and just kind of have like these cheat days. And I'm looking at him like your cheat day has just taken over the whole week. I mean, not a meal or an ingredient. You just straight up had your pizza. I'm like, if you follow the rock, he does it too. (laughs) She was like, you are not the rock. And I was like, okay. Okay. We all know. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Hey, let's talk after the podcast, Davey. I'll I'll fix you up. Don't worry about it. Oh, I would love that. There you go. All right. Next question. What's a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction, nonfiction that's really inspired you or got you thinking in a new way. Mm. I would say, it's it called? Tiny, I think it was Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Dude, that was such a game changer. It's just talking about how like you really set the bar low. You know what I mean? And you do these little tiny things that are a catalyst towards making greater change. So for me, a big thing about working out consistently, it wasn't getting to the gym and and then working out hard. It was always like when I would go to the gym, I would work out really hard. But for me, it was getting to the gym. And so I would actually just, I had to change my mindset of like, I would get so almost kind of stressed. It was like, I have to go to the gym. I have to go 110%. And it's like, okay, that's actually not right. And that's how you burn out. Okay. So if I'm burning out for me, it's more, if I just get to the gym, I know I'm going to work hard. So just get to the gym, just put your, and then it was, and then preceding that, it's like, just put your, your workout clothes on. And so that made a big change for me as far as the, the things that I wanted to see change in my life. I was like, okay, I need to actually bring the bar down. I'm putting so much pressure on myself. I need to bring the bar down. I need to do the little things. And then, you know, you just keep showing up. Good things happen. For me, great, I really, great. I'm not a big reader, believe it or not, just because I prefer, you know, watching documentaries and, you know, hopefully if I do have time to read, I'm trying to get in the Bible and catch up on the word because I still see myself as such a new believer that's trying to learn and grow and understand. But a book that I read that I really enjoy was from one of our really good friends, Jamie Ivey. She has a book that's called UBU. And I just love that, you know, when it comes to being you, it's really who God has called you to be and understanding like, who God says that you are. And so for me, reading a book that's really helping me better understand God's character so that I can better understand who God made me to be and understanding that, man, if like God is the father and he's the king, then man, that makes us, you know, princesses and princes and just understanding just the title that, that, that title that God gives us that's so powerful and how to walk in that truth. Jamie Ivey's just been such a mentor to me. And so I really have enjoyed her books. And so now she has a children's book out too, which is really fun. But yeah, that's what I would say has been my, my book of encouragement this year. Love it. All right. I have to ask this question while you guys are here coming from the beauty world. And I asked this to, to, for both of you, if you, a lot of people are interested in clean beauty or just beauty products that are out there, up and coming stuff, what, if you could use only one skincare product, what would that product be? Wowza. Stevie, you've been into beauty lately. You know, you've got your I wouldn't routine. call it beauty. I would call I mean, it man maintenance. Your man maintenance. <laughs> man skincare. And scaping. You know, something that I think is underrated when it comes to skincare is a balancing toner. A balancing toner can be 
it can, it can knock out. If you're stuck on an Island, we go back to that. I mean, about a good balancing tone or something you can put on a cotton round that actually balances the, your skin's pH and keeps it balanced in all the areas that can actually wipe out the need for a cleanser. And then if you have a good toner, it can be hydrating too. So that can knock out the need for a moisturizer in those events that you're like, I only can use one product. So I really love a good balancing toner and hydropeptide has some, a really good one that I use. It's their floral. It's a green one that I love and uh, that ain't sponsored. And <laughs> it's uh, it's really good for, for guys and girls. So that's what I would say is my go-to. I actually have some input on this as well, because I actually have been doing my, my skincare. I actually struggle with a lot of sinus sinus-ish seasonal stuff. And I get like dried out really bad. And then I have, I actually have drier skin than Cezanne does. And so one thing that has literally changed my life is finding really good oils. So Mm. I, what I do, one thing I do whenever I get out of the shower is sometimes on my face, definitely on my neck and my shoulders is I will do like a really nice oil and I will drop peppermint or lavender, or sometimes it's like a seasonal blend or an on guard, you know, from doTERRA. I will drop that in with the natural oil. I'll rub it all around my neck, on my chest and on my shoulders. It's like a spa at home. It's fantastic. And I'm hydrating my skin at the same time. It's it's a game changer. And you love Beauty Counters oils. They have got ones that are friendly. For yeah, so you take like a, you, he takes like an actual oil from like a skincare like brand. Yeah. And then you put the essential oil, like a yeah. drop of that in there and then you mix it, get it warmed up in that. I think skincare. for people that don't necessarily have acne prone skin, but have drier skin, like that's, that's where I would say I'm at. That oil is just so enriching for your face. And if you're a guy, like you can put it on your beard too. You know, I just do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just oil that. He loves his oils. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, guys. This has been such an amazing conversation, guys. Where can people get in contact with your work and learn learn more about all these things we've been talking about? Many, many, many places now. I'd love for people to go to our new website, stevieandcezanne.com. Yeah. Of course, you can follow us on social media at Cezanne, S-A-Z-A-N, and at Stevie underscore Hendricks. But yeah, check out our website. It's really, it's really become our- yeah, it's become our passion. We've got some new products coming out soon. You don't need to buy anything. We we send out newsletters with useful recipes, information, things like some that. Some freebies so, we yeah. have. Right now we have a bucket list on there, like our ultimate fall bucket list. So it's like helping people live a good life. Sometimes it just means, hey, go try these things. Get outdoors, go do these things. So we like listed our favorite fall activities to do with your family. And so that's something that's and available when you sign up. Christmas bucket list coming out too, which is... It's really fun. It's just like a great checklist of things and ideas for you and your family, things to do that are fun. We're all about, we are all about facilitating. That's my wife's favorite word is cozy. I love cozy. And so we're trying to uh, be facilitators of the cozy vibes. Yes. Cozy life. Huga, you know, Huga, like the European Huga term before. No, H-Y-G-E. Oh, yes, yes. I've heard of it. Yes. Isn't it like It's all about cozy. All about cozy and 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 someone that appreciates nature and the outdoors and the oh, whole vibe. Basically, when I went on your site, I thought this is Huga personified. Oh so you guys God. did a great job. A compliment. Great. Thank you, Dan. That's exactly what we're going for. Man. I love <laughs> Thanks, that. guys. Can't wait to talk again. Thank, Thank you, you for having us again. We it, It's such an honor to be you have on to your come show. Back on our show. Yeah, and I'm going to be hey. there next time. No babies in the oven. That's time. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks Bye. so much.
Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.